You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello and welcome into the Watling and Owen Show here on a Wednesday. Matt Watling, Luke Owens. Matt being flexible with me. I had my schedule moved around a little bit this week, so we're recording on a Wednesday. Appreciate that, Matthew. How are you doing today? Luke, I, I don't mean to, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. Oh, we're going I to. really don't mean to, but I have to. All this proves is that you care about your other show, which I love. Um, is it Saturday yet more than you care about this show? And and it's disappointing because, you know, this show we've been around longer. You know, I I like to think that we're we're closer than than your old show, than the other show, which I enjoy very much. I, I love those guys, Hoppa and them boys, uh, and Diaz and and Liam too. But it's just it's a little hurtful that that that's where I stand in in the in in the rankings of of your of your people. It kind of hurts. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and slander you, um, but I will say moving schedules with three people is a little bit harder than two. So you know things happen. We had to move. What happened? I want names. Uh, the, the Bills played Monday night, so I couldn't record. Oh, that's a bad guy move. And you know I'm glad they lost. I'm glad they lost because of that. That's cool. Um, and look, you know, one of our one of my co-hosts has a child. Uh, my other co-host in, is in college. I'm not saying child. you do nothing, but okay. you know, it's a little bit easier to be flexible with your schedule. Yeah, because I have nobody. But that's what you're exactly. getting at here. That's what you're getting at. Right. Going through a tough time right. in my life. A lot of things going on, but you know, you can push me around because I've got nobody else to, to worry about me. So I see how it is. I mean, it's been a rough week for me too. If we're, if we're being it's, honest, it's only one. Yeah. Oh, it is only one. It's basically halfway through the week. Yeah, hump day, baby. Um, before we dive into the big news of the day, which is, of course, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Garrett Cole was just announced the AL Cy Young winner. So shout out Garrett Cole. Led the AL and ERA whip and innings pitched. Uh, unanimous win for Garrett Cole. Kind of, It kind of makes me think about this, man. I don't want to put a damper on it because Cole had such an awesome year and he has been so worth that contract. But it is kind of disappointing that the Yankees, you know, only finished 82 and 80, aren't really able to piggyback this into a deep postseason run. So it, it is kind of tough that you had the MVP and then you had the Cy Young back to back and, you know, one ALCS appearance where you didn't win a game to show for it. So I'm not trying to put a damper on things, but it, it does kind of make me think of that. Yeah. And especially this year, because when you think about it um, and you think about the what Aaron Judge could have been if he was healthy the entire season, then you have a real dangerous twosome. I really hope you didn't just to say about Aaron Judge this year. I think you said last year, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it, it, it stinks because you, you had such a good season by both guys, and obviously one gets recognized, one was a little too hurt to be recognized. And it's it's a tough look for, for the Yankees, and, and it kind of reminds you, hey, look, like, we need to be all in. Like, this is our chance to really make something happen because you don't have that many years left of this guy. And, and that's what I kind of really reminds me of is you've got to make the, the, these next two years count more than anything else. Yeah. And I think that off season pressure is starting to get to Brian Cashman or something. Can I going shout on this out before you get to this? Yes. Midway through the season, I'll pull up the exact date. Midway through the season. This was July, uh, June 30th. I, I put a little nice little bet. Garrett Cole to win Cy Young plus 500 odds. So shout out me. That's that's a great winner, actually. I was going to ask you what odds you got. I mean, because I think early on the season he was the favorite and then he dropped off for a little bit. And then I think the the, right. the Rays guy, whoever was, was in the league, got hurt. Yeah, McClanahan. Yep. And then, yeah, Cole really dominated from there on out. So you, you saw the writing in the stars. It felt good. It felt good. Don't ask me how much I weighed. And smart to wait. Don't ask me how much I weighed. I, I would it's never. embarrassing. I don't unit shame. No, I but I, the thing is, like now, is I wish I put more on it. 
because it was a dumb flyer. Meanwhile, I put right. you know, I, I had a free bet, um, and I put fifty on Sorokin to win the Vesna Trophy, and he stinks. He's been hot. I think I might have jinxed him. I'm at like an all time really bad streak, Luke. And and for our our touchdown parlay we do with Pat that no one else sees, which maybe we should start you know promoting for for some reason. I don't know. Maybe people want to tell it. I couldn't bet it because Debo wasn't an option, so I bet McCaffrey, and it hit, but McCaffrey didn't. So I think the only reason it hit is because I didn't bet on it. Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm a fraud guy. I, I couldn't bet on it. And I tried to, but I colossal cold streak for your boy is, is what I'll say. Yeah, even in our picks, you had a bit of a, a struggle week by your standards. Honestly, I got too cute with it. I didn't really pay attention. I didn't do my studying like I should have. I, I had that Thursday off, so I thought I can kind of wing it a little bit, and I shouldn't have. Uh, I was what one, three, and one, and two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was. The, the push was big for me because it kept me a, a game ahead of you. But really what's fagazi is you, you said you quit and, and now you're still making picks. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm just picking no no pressure on me, you know? So I won. You should have the presentation tomorrow. <laughs> little reverse jinx, Matthew. little reverse jinx. Right. And it worked beautifully. Uh, big news – or actually, no, I was talking about cashing before you, you yes, I, went I on a, put a, on the tangent, a tangent about how great you are and how bad you are at gambling. Um, Stan had some very interesting – or Cashman had some very interesting comments on Stan. Um, and he told Gary Phillips of the New York Daily News, we've got to get Stan up and running again. He's injury prone. We all have lived and known that, but he's never not hit when he's playing. And this year is the first time that's happened. Uh, we try to limit the time he's down, but I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again more likely than not because it's part of his game. Um, but I know when he's right and healthy, this guy's a great hit- hitter and has been for a while. Now, I-, I don't really know what the intention is of Brian Cashman with this quote. You know, you could say it's maybe motivation. Maybe he's trying to get Stan to waive his no trade clause. Either way, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean – it's weird in the sense that you kind of clearly bothered him and it wasn't like a comment that you needed to make. And now you look at the agent side of things and Stan's agent, Luke, is uh, Yamamoto's agent, the, the star pitcher from Japan. So you just kind of could have cost yourself a star pitcher in your comments. And I didn't hate what he said up until he said that's part of his game. If you just take that out, it's not that bad. Look, he's injury prone, but whenever he's been available, he's hit. So we need to get him and we need to help him this offseason be in a position where he can stay healthy. But to then go and say, look, like he's going to be hurt again next year, like you're just throwing him under the bus. And I don't think that's necessary. And I don't think you can, you know, motivate Stanton to not get hurt. Like, I don't think he wants to get hurt. It's just he's too big. I don't know what it is, the soft tissue issues and things like that. But like, it's not like he's saying, you know, Stan doesn't play hard. He's just saying he gets hurt. So, like, you can't motivate Stan to be like, oh, I'll show you. I'm not going to get hurt this year. I, I just don't think it's possible. The only thing I think it is is he wants to try to get Stan to lift his no-trade clause. But but now you're in a position where is it worth trading him and eating 50%, 70% of his salary and giving up another asset on top of that when you could just have him and when he's healthy, he's healthy? Plus – if you're the Dodgers, are you not saying, hey, like, we want a severe discount. You guys are out here publicly saying that he's injury prone. He gets hurt. Well, we all know that already. This year. So, like, there is no value to saying it unless you're trying to get him to, to, to you know, lift his no trade clause. But there's other things you could say. Like, couldn't you I have just, had, like, 
a random anonymous uh, person in the in the you know in the front office say some nonsense and some garbage that like criticizes him. Like you need to go straight for Brian Cashman saying, "Hey, he's kind of a bum because he can't play." I mean, to me, this I don't know. It feels like it hurts morale more than helps it, and I just. This is a huge offseason for Brian Cashman, and the way that he started it really has me shaking my head, scratching my head. I just – I don't get what the end game is. Like, you know, first with the comments about how good they are and how he's not analytical and now the Stanton comments. And I don't – I just – I don't know. Like, it it doesn't feel like he should be feeling pressure because Hal Steinbrenner stood by his side for all these years. He even backed the comments. He basically said, yeah, you know, I think we have work to do, but I like Brian's fiery passion and all that stuff. I just – I don't know, man. This 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 feels like the the wrong foot to get off to to start the offseason. It does, and and what it kind of hopefully shows us for Yankees fans at least, there's going to be some sort of change in this team because you can't go out there and throw this huge fit and then sit there and have the same thing. And not to mention, you know, every year at the end of the year, Cashman says the whole like, you know, we were hurt. If we were healthy, we'd be good. You're saying right now, you know for a fact that Stanton's going to get hurt. So if he gets hurt and he misses, you know, sixty games. You knew that was going to happen, so you should have fixed it before the season. Right. Would you trade Dominguez for Soto? That's the big question right now, right? I oh, I think I would. Yeah. I think – I just think, you know, Soto's so young. I think that plays a huge part of it. And, you know, if you can get him to agree to sign a long extension, obviously is the big caveat. You don't want him hitting free agency. Um, which I don't know if he can. He's a Boris guy. I don't know if Boris is going to sign something where he can't get into a bidding war. Um, but if Soto expresses he really wants to go to the Yankees, maybe it'll happen. It's tough because obviously Soto is young and you don't know what he's going to be. He's very controllable right now. Um, but he's coming off an injury. I, I think I would do it just for that impact. Um, and where this team's at right now, right, Matt? Like we talked about Judge and Cole both being on huge contracts, both getting up there in age. You kind of have to make the splash play now if if you're serious about contending. Right. And this isn't a team like the Orioles that has young pieces that are already there and established and ready to go. Like a lot of the talent for the Yankees is older. So if you want if you if you want to win, you you've got to go now. And and I think when you look at so the one negative to that, and look, I'm not trading the Mingus unless I have an extension in place with Soto. That's not something that I'm doing. You know, yeah, if, no if I can get a bargain on him, sure. But with what he's getting paid this this year, it doesn't make sense for the Padres to trade him. It would make more sense to trade a guy like Tatis or, or somebody like that because they're obviously looking to clear some salary. But if I can get him at a at ten years for the next ten years, does it really matter what Dominguez is because they're probably going to be a similar player? And, and if yeah, that's and the I, case, I, you know, you could say you want Soto more or less. I don't really care. They're, they're comparable. But at the very least, you know, for next season, the next three seasons, Soto will outpace Dominguez just based on age and experience. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, like, look, I don't, I, I, I'm hoping Dominguez can be like 75% of Juan Soto. You know, like, if he turns out to be Juan Soto, great. But, like, it's hard to, to take a prospect and be like, yeah, you're going to be a top five player in baseball. Like, it's, that's such a high ceiling to try to hit. And maybe the Yankees are sure that he will. But if you're not 100% sure, yeah, I'm making the deal because I already know that Juan Soto is that. So that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. Right. Um, cause, you know, Volpe, obviously, like, yeah, I'd trade Volpe, but I don't think the Padres want Volpe. You know, they have a million shortstops already. They could, only in the sense of, what, of you, you know, he's another, another young asset. Do you flip him for a pitcher, maybe? How about this, Matt? What if what if the Padres say, we'll give you Bogarts and Soto, 
if you toss Volpe and Dominguez, like, do you, are you willing to eat? I really don't want to give up Bill Soto. I don't really want to eat um, Volpe and Dominguez, right? Because yeah. in, my, in my eyes here, I don't think he's do it to begin with because that's too much money that you're taking in. If they take the Stanton contract, then it's a different story. Maybe that's how you get out of Stanton Which, contract, I don't right? think the Padres can afford the Stanton contract. I mean, it's four years, $25 million, right? Yeah. And what's it? Bogarts makes more than that, right? I think he makes around that. But it's 11 years. It's now 10 years instead of yeah. four. So maybe – but but I don't see them going into a full rebuild because you've got some talent there. And you can't trade Darvish. You, you know, Bogarts has no trade clause. So I don't – I think if I take on a big contract like Bogarts, and look, he's a good player, but by the end of it, you know he's going to be a troubled player with, with the aging curve. Yeah. I don't think you need to give up both Dominguez and Volpe. Maybe it's one. Yeah. Maybe it's just Volpe, which to that you can understand because now you're bringing in Bogarts. You have a proven guy. You're probably getting rid of Torres at that point for a pitcher. And, and maybe that's how you how you circumvent it. But that's almost too much movement for Brian Cashman, who he doesn't seem like he likes to make those big splashes and those wild, erratic changes. He likes to kind of stay the course with his guys and tweak here and there. And and I don't think bringing in Bogarts and upsetting the locker room culture and dynamic is, is something that he'd want to do. Yeah, I mean, Bogarts is making $25 million a year and is getting paid in, until age 40 in 2033. So it doesn't feel very uh, doesn't feel very realistic. No. Um, but fun to throw out there. Uh, the big news of the day, of course, uh, or of yesterday, I should say, the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey after a brutal twenty-four to twenty-two loss uh, to the Denver Broncos. Uh, quarterback coach Joe Brady is going to take over. Of course, he was the offensive coordinator for that twenty-nineteen LSU team, one of the best offenses in college football history. Um. So obviously I have a lot of thoughts on this. Also is a great and offense coordinator for the Panthers, I might add. I see I, I, I know people are floating that out there. Um Matt Rule had his fingers all over that offense, and I also just I don't know what you can expect him to do with the revolving carousel of Panthers quarterbacks. You're telling me Matt uh, Sam Donald's not a good quarterback? Uh I mean, who knows? Maybe he's better than Josh Allen at this point. Oh, I um but I tweeted out after the Bills game. Terrible game from Dorsey, terrible game from McDermott, terrible game from Josh Allen. And two of those three guys need to go. And obviously the third is Josh Allen, who's your franchise quarterback. Um, so this is the first step, and this is a try-to-save-the-job move by Sean McDermott, right? Try to bring in Joe Brady. If the offense gets clicking, if they can go on a run, try to save his job. But for me, I'm kind of at the Joe Girardi stage with Sean McDermott, um, meaning – even if he makes a run to the AFC Championship game, I don't know if that's enough for me to keep him around, given what we've seen time and time again in these moments. I mean, 13 seconds was kind of the warning shot. Um, and then you have, you know, a ton of games, like the game they lost to the Jaguars with Urban Meyer. You have the Jets' losses they've had over the past couple of years. And then, of course, you have the 12 men on the field against the Broncos. It's, it's, unex- it's unacceptable. It's inexcusable. And, look, I think Dorsey had to go. I understand that you look at the metrics and the Bills' offense has been efficient. The real issue has been the turnover rate. But the offense is lacking creativity. Like the come out of the half with four straight shotgun plays after running the ball well didn't make a lot of sense to me. So I like this as a chance to try to get some shot in the arm of the offense. But I obviously don't think it's going to change a lot. I think McDermott's got to be the next to go. And it didn't make sense to fire him midseason given they don't really have a, a good replacement for him. And you want to try to make a push for the playoffs. But – I'm at the Joe Girardi point. I think it's Super Bowl or bust for Sean McDermott. Yeah, and, and I think when you look at Ken Dorsey and say, well, look, like the interceptions and turnovers aren't his fault, can't you put your quarterback in a better position to succeed? And that doesn't mean, you know, 
take away what he does best, but can't you supplement that? Like, does he need to throw the ball as often as he does, or can you run the ball to open up some better passing lanes, right? Like, if you're running the ball super well, and, and they did it against Denver, keep running it. Maybe they have to load the box up a little more. Maybe it's not a full eight-man front, but maybe you're only having one safety back and playing man the rest, and then you can get open shots to digs. Like, you have one of the best receivers in the NFL, and, and it's – He's good. He gets volume, but he's not having these AJ Brown type games where AJ Brown's putting up over a hundred yards receiving almost every single game. So, so what's the issue here? Is it Diggs not getting open? Or are we not scheming him open? And I think it's a mix of both. So, I get you know Josh Allen hasn't been great this year, but you know he's a good quarterback, and, and something's got to give. And, and and I do agree with the move. And there's a lot going on, but you also can't tell me yeah that they're leading the NFL in in. DVOA and, and projected EPA and, and whatever else. And I love the, the advanced stats, but just watch the game for a second and tell me this offense doesn't look worse than it did a couple of years ago. It does. It looks bad. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, uh, there's an interesting article that Warren Sharp wrote about the offense and how he thinks Sean McDermott has been too pushy with what he wants. Um, and that's hurt, you know, the play calling and things like that. But like, you know, Orlovsky talks about it a lot. Like, Josh Allen is at his best when he's under center and running play action. If Dan Orlovsky can see that from, you know, just watching the All-22, and, you know, Orlovsky covers every single team in the NFL, and Ken Dorsey can't see that with a team that he is obsessed with and obsesses over every single day, like, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like you said, they ran the ball extremely well, and then they decided to start throwing again, didn't make a lot of sense. And they haven't really taken a lot of shots lately, which I've really noticed, like, they're going underneath. They're trying to, you know, dink and dunk their way down the field. And there's just not a real identity to this team right now. And I think when they ran the ball, you could see the energy, the excitement from the offensive linemen. They love to block moving forward. It's a lot more fun than, than moving backwards on your heels and, and trying to block some of these athletes. So I, there's not a lot of not a lot of juice to this offense right now. And I thought Josh Allen, you know, took good accountability. He said, if I play better, Ken Dorsey still has his job, which is true. And he has to be better. Like, he is he is not blameless in this scenario, but obviously, you know, you're not getting rid of Josh Allen. You're getting rid of the play caller and Ken Dorsey. I'm really worried for the for this Bills team. Really. See, really like, is worried. that even? Uh, here's the question, though: Are you worried this year or long term? Because I think for this year, obviously, worry. Well, is, I think this season's dead. I think we're past worry, and, and I don't know how you make this team better. With the salary issues that, you know, they're not a team that's flush with salary, you know, with, with, with cap space. Von Miller's getting older, and, and he's barely been a player this year. I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like he's, what, does he play like the most, like 30 snaps a game? Is, yeah, is I mean, he still not ready? a lot more recently, is, but he's just... Is he still not ready? I don't like, know. How he's not he taking to the quarterback. Is he taking rehab? I, shouldn't he be back by now? He was out there saying he'd be ready before week four. And he's still playing like, what, like 30, 40, 50% of the snaps? Like you're, you're, yeah. one of, you're supposed to be a game record for this team. And, and I just, I don't know, man. Like, is he going to be good next year? Or is he just done? Is he washed? Can he not do it anymore? Because he's getting up there in age. So I, I worry for this team looking long-term too, because you're paying your quarterback already. You didn't get that window where you weren't paying him. Stephon Diggs is getting up there in age. All your key guys are getting up there in age. The defense isn't going to get better. The drafting has been very subpar the last few years with those high picks. I mean, Kyrie Elam's a healthy scratch time and time again. They have no secondary at this point with injury. There's a lot of injuries, you know, beyond that. And it's just, I don't know. I'm really low on this team because we haven't even seen them sort of at their peak 
right? When they were supposed to peak was what, last year, two years ago, and they, and they fell off. Yeah, I mean, they're not good. I, it's, it's crazy to think, and I think the only way you get, can get better is if you start, you know, shedding pieces off and making your defense worse, trying to make your offense better. There's not a good balance that they can really achieve at this point because they haven't drafted well enough. Um, you know, they've drafted the D-line very well. I like the defensive line, but they have no secondary outside of the safeties who have been hurt. Um, and they don't have any weapons on offense outside of Stephon Diggs. And, you know, Kincaid's been a nice piece, obviously, at the draft of this year. But, I mean, it's it's a tough spot to be in. And I think, you know, the risk you run is if you fire McDermott and you bring in the first-year head coach and he thinks, then you're really dead in the water. But I, I, I just think you have to try something new because, you know, there's this stat out there I was looking at today that's actually interesting which is that no quarterback and coach combo have ever won their first Super Bowl together after five years or more together. Meaning these guys, these coach quarterback combos, they win within the first five years. They're not going to win down the line. And it's already been six years now with Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, and it hasn't happened yet. So I wonder, you know, is it time to go to maybe a more offensive-minded head coach? Where do you go with that head coach, though, is my concern. I want Ben Johnson from the Lions very badly. Their offensive coordinator. He's going to be a hot name on the market. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'd like to see an offensive head coach. Obviously, there's there's pros to having a defensive coach. And you see with the Jets as well, their defense is great. But sometimes it is nice to have a, a head coach with, with some offensive you know, intuition. Because Sean McDermott, he's calling the defensive plays. But he's also you know, saying in press conferences, talking in meetings about how he wants – the Bills' offense to be a certain way. And I just feel like if you're in that spot sometimes, you got to just let the offensive coordinators be the offensive coordinator. And I think he did when they had Brian Dable. And, and right. the, the what was it, Warren Sharp and, you know, story that you referenced was like, hey, they were doing it well when, when Brian Dable was there. But there were still – like people still complained about the offense said it didn't run the ball enough when Brian Dable was there. And, and yeah, I think people – I think people forget that, Matt. Sorry to cut you off, but – there were a lot of times under Dave's office where it looked a lot like this too. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the peaks were higher, but like it wasn't always smooth sailing, sailing with Dable either. Was that the year that they lost to the Jags? Was he, was he on that team? Yeah, he was. So yeah, like, this is last year. That was they, what they give like, they scored like seven points that game. Yeah. And you know, I, I also, you know, one of the reasons people, people talk about Dable and McDermott didn't get along. And I wonder if that was a big reason because McDermott's saying this is how you do things and Dable's like, no, well, you know this is what confuses me do. is you look at Dable now and he all he does is run the ball. Yeah. But now he also has Saquon Barkley and, and he didn't have that in, in Buffalo. So I wonder what it would look like if he had uh, James Cook, but still like. I mean, I I'll be completely honest, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty terrified right now. Like full disclosure, like I don't like what's going on online. Like, Diggs, Stefan Diggs hasn't said a word, but you have his brother speaking for him. You have other people saying, you know, he needs to get out of here. He needs to go. And it's like, if Diggs leaves this offseason, you have you have nothing. I mean, you have literally nothing. You have no receivers. It's it's bad. Do you still trust Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl for Buffalo? Yes. Really? I do. I, I do. I. It's just when you see the highs of a franchise quarterback, I feel like it's hard to, to lose. It's, it would take a lot for me to lose that trust. To, to be completely honest, like I still see it in him. Like t- what week three, he was the favorite for MVP. So like, yeah, he's in a bad spot right now. But am I saying that he's never going to figure it out again? No, I'm not going to say. But that. it's been like two years of this now. I mean, two years of what though, right? Like interceptions, right? But I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do when the ball goes through Gabe Davis's hands. Like, I, like that to me is like obviously the pick before the half can't happen. But like, I don't know. I just. 
I don't look at flat interceptions and say, okay, this is bad. I, I look at situation. I look at how that happened. Like, you know, the arm put on third down against the Jets. That's not really an interception in my book. But, like, obviously the one before the half that cost you three points, yeah, that, that's a big one. But two interceptions and, and, and the team fumbled against Denver is, is significant. Like, you can, you can afford yeah. one turnover a game, but to get to, what was it, four? Was it, was it four on Monday night or was it three? Like, it was four, at yeah. some point you're giving up too many possessions. And I, I yeah, get it, you know, fumbles. one's an arm punt. But I just – you can't give up that so many you're, So you're telling me right now that you don't think Josh Allen will win a Super Bowl for the Bills? If I had to if, – if if you had to say yes or no, I would say no. He wouldn't win a Super Bowl. Okay. If, if I was – now, look, I'm not going to get rid of him. I think you have to give it another – I don't think – who's the GM? McDur- no. Brandon Bean. Billy Bean? Brandon Bean? Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean. Uh, the the son of the uh, of Billy Bean, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't think he can move off of Josh Allen. The next GM can. I don't think he can. So I think you give it until you're done with Bean, and, and then you have to reset. And This is a crazy conversation. I just want it out there. I don't, But I, I don't think the team around him is good enough right now to win a championship. And I don't know how you get that team better without more more money. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, Josh Allen's contract you know, isn't – really all that bad comparative to you know what everyone's getting now no you know it's not but like every year it's better and better i mean let's take away the chiefs because they're a unicorn type team you know do i think the Bengals are gonna win with with joe burrow i, I guess they could but i, I don't know i don't know I, I don't know what though i don't know what that point was I didn't really have a point there. I got to be honest. Okay. When, when, like, I think Joe I, Burrow could definitely win a Super Bowl for the Bengals. I uh, I think he will. I guess. I mean, I guess when you look at Josh Allen, like, could he do it? Yeah, but like, th- I feel like for guys not named Patrick Mahomes and guys not in the NFC right now because the NFC is pretty wide open, it's going to take lucky breaks to get your way to and win the Super Bowl. And, and just because I think the teams are, are so flawed. The Bills are flawed. The Bengals are flawed. Too. I don't think the Chiefs are that flawed. That defense is, is no, top but seven. I'm saying – no, I'm saying any run of the Super Bowl, you're going to need some luck. But I – Like the Chiefs got the holding call in the Super Bowl. You know, the Chiefs barely surviving against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Like you're going to get bounces. You're going to get luck. I guess, yeah. That's just kind of how it goes. I, I guess I just I don't, don't see the Bills getting that luck. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe they're cursed. I, I, I think you're making more of a point about the Bills roster than you are Josh Allen. That's yeah. where I feel like. No, I, no, no, I am. I but how do you get that team – how do you get the roster better if, if your quarterback continues to eat up more and more of your cap? I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like the Dak Prescott thing. People think the, the Cowboys should move on from Dak because he makes too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really see that. I just don't think – But I also don't think you're quarterbacks grow on trees. I don't think you're getting rid of him. I just don't know if you can win. I don't know if they're going to win with him. It's not his I fault. Know, that's – it's it's the it's. I mean, the Rams won with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, but he wasn't making contract. that much money. Matthew Stafford? How much is he making? He's making good money. Yeah, but they also I think he's making they good also money. got not lucky, but they threw everything into that one or two years. Are the Bills prepared to give up their first round pick the next seven years to win a championship? I don't think they're going to do it. Let's see. Oh no, he converted all of this into a signing. Oh, he's. <laughs> Next year, uh, Matthew Stafford has a $49 million cap. Well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. Right, they won saying. it two years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying I don't I don't think this is – I mean, does Josh need to be better? Yes, but, like, I don't know. I also think it's coaching around him. I think that coaching around him could make him play better. 
And maybe that changes yeah, I mean, the answer. I think you're right to the point of obviously the turnovers are on Josh Allen, but also you can put them in a better situation, right? You run the ball better. That frees up receivers because when you run play action, the, the, the defenders are thinking, are they going to run it here? They're not thinking when he's in shotgun every single play, they're like, well, he's going to throw again so I can be ready for that. And I can play the safeties deep. I just... I don't really understand how you ran the ball that well with James Cook and Latavius Murray, and then you abandoned it. And then when you took the lead, you ran the ball every single play on that drive, including a Josh Allen rushing touchdown. So it just a lot of that game just did not make The worst part of the game, I know we haven't talked too much about it, for me was the 12 men on the field. That play for the field goal and then the uh, third and 10 bullets were two of the the worst possible plays you could have. Because on third and 10, you you drove them back to, what, the 45? They're not making a field goal. Yeah. So you just need to – you probably need to – 45 from the 40 you know you can allow five yards and it's close because that ends yes. up being a 55 yard field goal. actually you probably have about 10 yards to be honest well no that gets you a 35 and i think you're hitting from 35 i don't he missed an extra point the wind i think you're hitting from 35 i feel comfortable hitting from 35 i think at 40 it's it's a 57 yard field goal that's a tough one to make but at 35 i think you're hitting it yeah, I mean, that was terrible. I like calling it the first time. Caught it by surprise. You know, you needed it because you needed to push them push back. back. And then running it twice made no sense. I thought they were going to fake it, drop back. They didn't. They get the PI call. And, you know, second of all, how do you get to 12 men on the field after you called two timeouts? Like, how is that not something where, like, hey, we need to be clean with our transition here because both teams are going to be running on the field? And then second of all, what I didn't understand that was why call the timeouts right away when the Broncos were running their whole thing? Why not call a timeout with, say, 10 seconds left, then they have to kick because they're not going to do emergency fire drill with 10 seconds. And then you get the ball back. I mean, I know it's not crazy, but you're getting the ball back in that situation. I never would have thought that being an option. But also, you're, you're a smarter football guy than me. Should I be a head coach? Like, Maybe you should. Tell me that doesn't make sense, though. Why are you calling timeout with 20 seconds left when you could have run it as deep as you wanted because you were the only team with a timeout? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, oh, because what you're saying is you call with 10 seconds left, then they're going to have to kick on that. They game. have to kick, and you get the ball to say seven seconds. Right. I mean, again, it's not probably not going to win you the game. But it's, a, like, it's an option, and it's something that you think yeah. about. And for me, I don't know who the, tw- the 12th guy out there that stays on the field. Like, how do you not know who's on the field goal unit? Right. It, it makes, like, how do you get bad. in that moment? If all you're focusing on is your job, and I'm sitting there and I say, okay, I go out there for every single special team's field goal play, I'm going to be out there. And if I'm not, I'm not. Because that's what was tough. And then the the P.I. call, I I didn't like it. I know you don't want to speak to, um, you know, umpiring because you're the Bills fan. It was a tough call. I said I didn't like it. I hate the underthrow P.I. call. That's my least favorite call. If you underthrow the receiver, it shouldn't be a P.I. That's just where I stand on it. But, you know. I agree. Um, Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's, that's a show, man. No Jets. That's a show right there. Okay, you want to talk Jets? I mean, you say tight 30. I did, so and, and we never get a tight 30, so we'll make it a tight 35. Jets stink. All right. They, the Jets stink. They're dead, and it goes beyond It goes beyond the quarterback, but he's a big part of it. Because I, I think a good quarterback helps you through those issues. A good good quarterback makes your red zone play better. It's been, it's been been They're at like 23% in the red zone this season, touchdown rate. And they hardly get into the it's red zone. It's bad. The, the second it's... worst team is in like the 30s. So you're 10% worse than the next worst team in the red zone. Uh, they, they cut Michael Carter, whatever. He gets picked up by the Cardinals. They're just, he just wants to play. He played like he, – he's gotten he's touched the ball like 20 times this season, not even. So I don't care. I just – it's the same thing as last year, Luke. Like they have a chance to make the playoffs, but they're not going to. But they're going to suck the sucker Jets fans into it because they think they have a chance, and they don't. They're a bad football team. 
They could beat the Bills on Sunday and things are not going to change because they can make the playoffs at four and five right now. They could, but they stink. They're really bad. And what's the, what, you know what the worst part is about this season too, Luke? Is not only is Zach Wilson still bad, this team is bad. The offense coordinator stinks. The only hope you have is that Aaron Rodgers is as good at OC as he is a quarterback next season. The receiving room is terrible other than Garrett Wilson. Dalvin Cook stinks. Like the idea that you cut Michael Carter over Dalvin Cook is crazy to me. Because Dalvin Cook's useless. And he ran pretty well against the Raiders. But he stinks and he's old. So probably something to do with the money. Who cares? Cut him. I don't <laughs> care. Would you rather Michael Carter or Dalvin Cook? I'd rather have Michael Carter. Uh yeah, sure. He's younger, he's your draft pick. Him, yeah. Like Dalvin Cook is the same thing as McCall Hardman, who also somehow never got a shot here with these weapons. Like, how is he not your wide receiver too? How? How is he not that guy? Who there's some yeah, random I mean, dude because Cobb's hurt now, so there's some random dude. Is his last name Taylor? Is that the guy? Was he the dude from preseason? No, that was Xavier Gibson and the, the tall the tall dude. Oh, okay. I think he's another dude, yeah. random dude. It's like why what are we doing? The offense are you is talking, so vanilla. Are you, oh, so you're speaking bad. about the great Malik Taylor. Yes, that's not a dude. Like, who is that? <laughs> who is that? I have no idea. I watched Hard Knocks. Oh, Matt, you should know him. He went to Ferris State. Do you think I've watched a minute of Ferris State football? It was a joke because that's, like, basically a fake school. It, it really is. Does it not just tickle you a little bit that if the Jets beat the Bills, they could take first place on Black Friday? No, because it's not going to happen. So why am I going to get my hopes up? Why am I, I getting my hopes up so. with this? I want you to. I want you to be happy. I'm Luke. You don't want me to be happy because if I you do, did, I'm you would root for them against the Chargers. No, and you no, didn't. no. Listen, I'm miserable. The Bills are dead. You don't want I want me you happy. to be happy. This that's, is your that's year. The difference between you and I is I. I want you to be happy. I felt bad when the Broncos won. I really did. I really did. I was rooting. You know for how the bad Bears. that hurt me, man. You know how bad it hurt me. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was on my knees. <laughs> I was on my are. knees. I bet you are in front of the television. Just please miss it, please miss it, please miss it. He missed it. Flag. Like, it was... Uh, and I felt bad for you. Like, I really, I genuinely... The thing How that many of these can I take, Matt? Is I truly care about you. I truly, truly care about you. And when you hurt, I hurt. And you don't care about me. That's the thing. That's the thing. How many... Because how many of these can I take, Matt? 13 seconds. The Vikings game. It's just... The Bills have lost every stupid game in the history of football. And I'm right there it's, by your side holding you when you sob at the funeral. I'm just going to say this. I saw that you unsent a message yeah. before texting me. Love you, buddy. So, no, because I, I – did you not see what the message was? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, what did I oh, – what was it? Now it's a good question. All I saw – oh, you know what it was? You said, I wish I took the Broncos. Yes, it was that. Yes. Cause, cause, so, good guy, not so much. No, because they covered. Because they covered. And you were talking about garbage about my picks, which were heinous this past week. I'm hammering the Jets this week, by the way. I, I don't know if Hammer. I want to. I don't know. If, I'm not going to touch it. But I don't Bills will, How many times in a row can the Bills be a touchdown favorite? They, they're 0-6 the last six games against the spread. How, how many times in a row can they do this? It's crazy. Is Vegas stupid? They might be stupid. No, but I bet you I bet you Vegas is winning money off those bets. Because morons are still the taking the Bills. 39 and a half. That's so little I bet wiggle. you the squares are still taking Buffalo. Because they're morons. I guess so. I mean, you'd know better than me. As a square? You know all the... No, as uh, an employee of a betting company. That's right. And it's <laughs> So we've got the sad bowl this weekend. Yeah. Jess Bills. Do we need to, do you want to do a wager on, on that game? No. I don't want to do a wager. Like winner winner has to like I don't know. 
uh, there's nothing you can do would affect me. So whatever you want, it's fine. I just, I'm a broken man, Matt. I really am. Uh, we, None of my teams are good. I guess you're in the same boat. Yeah. So. All I have are the, the. Oh, this is bad. I don't even have Newcastle anymore because they they're hurt. We went yeah. through a couple weeks ago. No one needs to hear about that. Let's turn. Let's turn into the show. Let's take a real yeah. turn. Well, you know, I get so excited for things. I'm excited for the Sabres here. I'm excited for the Bills, and they're both terrible. The Magic kind of sputtering now. I just, I, I got nothing. Syracuse basketball, three zero. Yes. Who almost lost to Colgate last night? Big comeback. That's what we got. Uh, that's the show, though. Me and Matt will be back. Are we back tomorrow? Is this a back to back? I'm down for it. If we want to do a little picks, got to make our picks tomorrow. I'm a game back. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Jets. So right. do with that information. Why don't you, why don't you sack up and make it your lock? But what if no? Because what if it comes to like seven and a half tomorrow? I gotta wait. Make it your lock right now. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying I'm not gonna take the game now because. Oh, what if it gets to if seven the line now, moves? Okay. I'm just gonna be mad. I don't want to be mad. All right. Um, that's the show. Walling and Owens, sad boys. Once again, we'll see you guys tomorrow for our picks. Thanks for hanging out with us. Follow us on social media. All the good stuff, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. This is-